You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Onyx Hunt. Bringing you the best GPS mapping software directly to your smartphone or desktop, Onyx offers you the ability to see property boundaries, mark waypoints, track your location, and so much more. Visit onyxmaps.com or you can download it directly from your app store today. Save 20% off of your purchase by using the code NATION20 at checkout. That's capital N NATION followed by the number 20. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Iowa Sportsman Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And today we're having somewhat of a serious conversation with the CEO of the National Deer Alliance, Nick Penizzato. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the dreaded CWD, right? This is a topic that uh, some may feel has been beat to death, but it is a very serious conversation that uh, we're having with Nick today, and uh, he's going to talk about a bill, or a uh, they call it a file, that's being introduced into the Iowa House of Representatives that is going to help fight and combat the spread of CWD in the state of Iowa. So there's a lot of information in this episode, especially for Iowans. And uh, if you are listening to this and you're not in Iowa, these are things that your state may want to think about doing uh, if they want to help combat the spread of CWD. Now, before we get into this episode, I have to say, if you are not subscribed to the Iowa Sportsman magazine, do that. Lots of great content coming out of that, that magazine. Um, I, I can remember a couple years ago before I started doing this podcast and before I started writing for the magazine, uh, I would pick it up off the shelf every once in a while and you know read some of the articles. And, and those articles kind of helped me flatten the learning curve, so to speak, on a couple topics like fishing, turkey hunting, deer hunting. And uh, I just really loved you know, reading some of these articles. On top of that, now in this digital age, you can go to the Iowa Sportsman website, iowasportsman.com, and check out all of the digital releases uh, on their page. And this is where you can find the Sportsman's Nation podcast as well as iTunes or any other place that you download your podcast. So you got the magazine, you got the Iowa Sportsman website, and then of course you got the podcast here. And lastly, don't forget to pick up the most recent version of the Iowa Atlas. Uh, that's for sale at iowasportsman.com as well. So there's that. Let's get into today's CWD episode with the CEO of the National Deer Alliance, Mr. Nick Penizzato. All right, on the phone with me now, Mr. Nick Penizzato. Nick, how are you doing? 
Great, Dan. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Now, we are, we've talked several times before on the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, and this uh, episode is actually going to launch on the Iowa Sportsman podcast, and we'll get into that uh, for a in, in a little bit about why you're on the Iowa Sportsman podcast. But really quickly, why don't you let everybody know what you do and what organization you represent? Sure. So I'm the president and CEO of the National Deer Alliance. We are a primarily a policy-based organization that works on behalf of deer hunters in the hunting industry. So um, we're not the sort of like on the ground uh, helping landowners conservation group like QDMA might be, or even the Mule Deer Foundation. Uh, we work uh, on the, sort of the white collar end of things in deer management, which unfortunately that's where a lot of our biggest battles are in uh, federal and state legislatures, sometimes even in courtrooms uh, and, and with state wildlife agencies. So uh, we're more on the policy end doing all the not so fun things that sportsmen would, would rather not do, but they're glad that they're happening. Right. So you have uh, you have our back in the courtrooms and in Washington, D.C., so to speak. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Cool. Now, uh, the reason that you're on today is you sent out uh, the if you're not a member of the National Deer Alliance you need to be a member of the National Deer Alliance because what they're doing and even someone like myself who I would say is ingrained in you know I, I'm in the hunting community a lot I talk with a lot of people you know I get to hear the good the bad and the ugly about deer hunting and stuff like that but one good thing that the National Deer Alliance does is they send out action alerts so me being a resident of Iowa the other day, which triggered this podcast, I got a email from Nick from the National Deer Alliance here uh, about some an action alert that is going on right now in the state of Iowa, and that is specifically Iowa House File two four five eight. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what this file two two four five eight is? Yeah, sure, Dan, and I appreciate the opportunity. I'm, thanks for opening the email. <laughs> um, not everyone does. So that's great. Um, so, yeah, Iowa House File 2458 is – so it's it has to do with chronic wasting disease, which we spend these days probably 80 to 90 percent of our time on. Uh, it's not a fun subject, but there are some important things that this bill does, uh, some administratively and some more materially, that helps your state uh, be in a better position to manage the disease um, where, where it exists there in Iowa. So um, it adds, for example, the administrative part of it is it adds chronic wasting disease to the statutorily defined group of what are called infectious or contagious diseases. Uh, so that's, that's administrative, but that, uh, that's important because it opens uh, up some other areas that the, the state would need to go forward to manage this disease. And then the bill also expands the authority of the National Resources Commission to take action to combat the spread of CWD. Um, so uh, specifically, 2458 authorizes the NRC to establish what are called wild animal disease management zones and then do things within those zones to protect essentially the health of all deer. So an example would be um, many states where they find CWD, they have areas which they uh, – they may determine is what they call spark areas where they've got a, a few CWD positives come up and then they'll create a boundary around that area and go in and try to number one, get more samples so that they understand the extent of it. But then ultimately 
may want to establish a disease management area where they would have specific rules uh, designed designed entirely to uh, stop the spread of CWD. So um, in some cases, that means no feeding or baiting, depending on the state you're in. Um, it may, may liberalize um, harvest um, harvest opportunities. So you may be able to shoot more deer in that area because one of the ways to slow the spread down is to is to thin the deer herd a little bit, and it also keeps them from making these really statewide um, regulations. So really, it just ultimately provides authority to put your uh, natural resource commission in the best possible place it can to manage this disease. Okay, so the first thing that I think of as a deer hunter right is what happened when they created this cwd zone in wisconsin right our neighbors to the northeast right where Mm -hmm. they went in they they just killed as many deer as humanly possible and um tried to thin out the herd tried to slow down the spread is that what this is no and i and i always feel bad when poor wisconsin right they always are they become the poster child for all that ever went wrong with chronic wasting disease. And it's, right. it's not really fair because uh, number one, they had to go first, right? Yeah. So uh, somebody had to be first. And anytime any of us do anything the first time we fall down a lot until we get it right. Uh, they also had a lot of political issues that the state had to deal with there. Um, again, this is part of the reason the NDA exists is to try to keep the politics out of things. But um, they had a lot of things stacked against them and people still talk about it all these years later about, and they use it as the example, we don't want Wisconsin in our state. So no, I mean, really what this does is it gives, so let me back up a second. States now are, because of what's been learned in Wisconsin and other areas, um, are much more, um, I think, equipped and able to manage the disease because they know, they know more. They know what works and they know what can be effective. So that doesn't mean that, for example, there, let's say that you find a, a really bad hot spot in Iowa. And so the NRC then puts a, a boundary around it and says, listen, within this hotspot, we really need to thin this herd because if we don't, then that means more hot spots and this thing gets bigger. So you would think or at least hope that sportsmen would understand that, okay, within that hotspot, you're going to have to try to do some things. Now, ideally, the state will first rely on hunters and say, listen, we're going to make harvest limits more liberal uh, we might eliminate a couple things. Uh, I, I keep bringing up feeding because that's one of the popular things that gets eliminated um, or baiting. And we're going to try to thin the herd here. And then if if by chance they get their results back and, and the hunters haven't shot enough deer, then in some cases, not all cases, uh, they may come in and do some, um, I guess I'd describe it more surgical thinning, where they will target specific groups of deer that they think have the best chance of spreading the disease. And it's not something... It's definitely not a situation where they come in and try to wipe out all the deer, uh, which you hear you hear the rhetoric of that all the time. It's not a scorched earth approach. Right. Um, I can tell you that in Pennsylvania, where I'm at, where they were going to do some targeting removal, uh, people misunderstood the whole intent of it and said that well, the, the commission wants to kill 2,000 deer in our area, and what it boiled down to was about two more deer per square mile. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think most sportsmen would sign up for that if they knew that it was going to keep CWD from, from blowing up and going crazy across the state, across the state. Right. And I think a, a lot of this, when, when people hear 
like you said, it, it has CWD has such a bad reputation that when hunters or people who are really into deer hear that, they instantly freak out and instantly go into a defense mode. And let me ask you this question. Do you think that over the last two years when when talking about the um, CWD that the people who are talking about this message, let's just say yourself, have learned how to talk about it to a point where it's less scary? You know what I mean? Like when we listen to the media today, you know, especially with this coronavirus, it's like, oh, no, coronavirus, bad, 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 bad. Right. And then we have something like this come out, like CWD talk. We're talking about sportsmen. Instantly, people think bad, 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 bad. Right. Because, oh, I don't want a CWD zone in my state. I don't want them to come in and slaughter all the deer in my state, in my area. Right. So how how have you learned uh, to not necessarily soften the blow, but spread the message without freaking people out. Yeah. And you're, you're right in my wheelhouse now. And I'm, I'm love that you asked this question because um, we are, we are. So first of all, we are leading the biggest CWD communications project that's happening, frankly, in North America right now. Uh, we're just starting to roll it out. Uh, we had, we had put out one, one video so far that you may have seen um, that just talks about the disease and it kind of does some, uh, back and forth between Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, which I think people will find interesting. And we're about to roll out a 14-part most commonly asked questions video series on CWD. Again, none of this has ever been done. It's not out there. And I think people will really appreciate it. And so there's a couple of things. Number one, uh, we have to get certain information out. We just have to tell it like it is in some cases. And I think it's very smart to do that when you're dealing with the science and the biology of things. So we have to do that part of it. But then to your point, what our campaign will seek to do is really unify hunters behind this issue and say, listen, okay, you know, it sucks. We can all sit around and complain and just yell at our DNR and blame somebody because we always look for somebody to blame, right? It has to be somebody's fault. Or we can come together very similarly to what we did uh, back at the early 1900s whenever we had deforestation and there were really uh, tens of thousands of deer left across the country, not, not the millions that we have now. And we came together as a hunting community and we, we essentially saved deer and we saved a lot of, a lot of wildlife. This is, this is really CWD represents that next frontier. So our approach is listen, like number one, we're going to show you more. We're going to show you imagery that, that, that hunters can relate to. So it has to be palatable. Um, it's, it's going to be, you know, you're going to see deer and you're going to see hunting scenarios and you're going to hear us talk about it in a way that says, you know, this is, this is our opportunity to work together to do this. And even if that means putting, um, some of our own personal goals on hold for a little bit, that's okay because we're doing this for, for deer and for deer hunting. And I just use the personal example. I mean, I, I remember I probably loved deer hunting even more back in the day where I was just trying to fill my tag and I wasn't killing myself trying to go after a certain deer and being all disappointed at the end of the year if it didn't work out. And so it's, if, if it means in your area that, you know what, they're going to, they're going to ask you to shoot maybe younger age class bucks, a few of them, because they're big spreaders of CWD, then we need to embrace that and say, you know what, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I need to be part of this. It's my duty as a sportsman. And you know what, sometimes things are hard and they're difficult, but I'd like to think that that's when sportsmen can rise to the occasion 
and actually be at their greatest. So it won't be for everybody and not everyone will do it. But if we can get most people to understand what this is and want to be part of it and, and determine, you know what, we're part of the solution here, then I think we actually have a chance. Yeah. Um, I feel, and this is just me speaking the truth, talking about Iowa, it, that that's going to be a very big uphill battle because Iowa now of all places in the, in the United States, Iowa is what I would call the big buck capital of the world, right? Everybody wants to shoot a big antlered old age class deer. Um, and the, the residents of this state have been enjoying this for a long time now, ever since the nineties, right? Uh, we've we've known about the big deer and the the landowners are managing for higher age class bigger deer so what do you have to say to those people who are who may hear this and go i'm not changing a damn thing yeah well they can change now or they can have it changed for them later <laughs> so yeah. that's the problem with cwd right if we it doesn't quit mm-hmm so I'd say a couple of things. It's not that gloom and doom scenario. So again, we're not talking about that you can't still do what you do. Um, but we have to be, we just have to be cognizant as managers because one of the things that happens is you end up with a lot less antlerless harvest too. Um, because so, so for example, people don't travel to, to Iowa, Buffalo County, Wisconsin, and Illinois to shoot does. Right. So what's happening in a lot of places is they're going there and they're not shooting enough does, so they're getting an overpopulation situation because they're waiting for that buck, right? Or if I shoot that doe right now, man, I hate to do that because I know my buck might be right around the corner. So we need to as a, we need to be more willing to shoot more does, number one. Yeah. And so Buffalo County, Wisconsin had that really they were staring that right in the face last year because their their deer advisory council there was going to recommend a a no buck season in their county and which they knew would never fly but they put it out there to say listen like nobody's shooting enough does and we have we have a herd management problem now and cwd likes nothing more than to have too many deer in an area and to have a lot of them spreading it around so right right we just have to be a little bit smarter i'm not saying you know don't you, you can still you can have your cake and eat it too if you're willing to just do a little bit more uh, in terms of you know, keeping populations uh, under control. And, and by the way, if you're not in a CWD area, then, you know, life kind of goes on as normal anyway. Your goal should be to keep it out of there. So do the other things that are smart. Like if you shoot a deer in a CWD area, don't be driving the whole animal back to where you live and possibly contaminating somewhere else. So there are a lot of, a lot of ways that you can pitch in. Right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, something else that they they talk about in this email, and that is having a scientist or somebody ask to come on a landowner's property and take some sample or um, ask to kill a deer. Is that necessary, or is it something that the landowner himself could shoot a deer and have it tested? Um, so, if, yeah, I mean, if a landowner is hunting on on his or her own property and then they shoot a deer and want to have it tested. Certainly they can do that. Um, if there's a case and we're getting better and better science all the time, by the way, I don't think we're very far, for example, for being able to sample things like deer pellets and determine if there are prions, if CWD is present in animals in an area. So if you could imagine a scenario where 
we could go out on landscapes and do some of those samples to see if it's there without having to shoot deer first. Yeah. Um, that would be a scenario where I think a, a state wildlife person would, would say, Hey, you know, we'd like to, as part of our search here, we'd like to look at your property as well. Um, I think that's something that would be way more palatable to sportsmen, by the way, than just, um, they, you don't have to change the regulations in yeah. an area. If you, if you have an area that's free from the disease. Right. Right. So this is one of those things where and I, I think you kind of like mentioned it, uh, People should really start participating more in CWD, whether it's getting your deer tested or getting on board with this, because the it sounds like the other option is letting it continue with no attention and then bad worst case scenarios happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, we, it's a responsibility, you know, it's a responsibility, I think, of deer hunters to be aware and to do it, it, it at the bare minimum at the bare minimum, just do what's being asked of you by your state wildlife agency by not transporting deer across state lines, um, not taking, um, don't, don't try to let, don't shoot a deer in a heavy CWD area, for example, and then bring it back to you. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine tons of people are leaving Iowa to go hunt big deer somewhere else, but um, let's say, for example, though, that you're not you, you're hunting in a, a CWD area and you shoot a deer. Don't try to just sneak it home without following the rules of taking only the non-infectious parts, and uh, don't get your tax. Don't try to say, well, you know, my taxidermist is back where I lived, and uh, you know there are options. You can get the deer taped. You can have it taxidermied where the deer is shot. Just know the rules and follow them. And because the fastest way to spread CWDs in the back of a truck, yeah, and that's. You know that goes for uh, a lot of a lot of people uh, talk about the deer farming industry. Uh, they certainly can move a lot of deer around, but hunters move uh, an awful lot of deer around as well. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. Speaking of um, captive uh, breeding, or let's say uh, uh, high fence operations, uh, you know, high fence hunting operations, or uh, just people who collect deer and maybe sell their urine or, or whatever. What about, uh, how will they be impacted? Well, so you mean by specifically by this bill or yeah, by this bill? Yeah. I mean, I, I think this bill, this bill primarily as it's written just primarily gives authority to the NRC to be able to do some things. Uh, I haven't seen anything specific. My, my guess would be, that some of that additional guidance would come out once this bill, um, if, if, if this bill is passed. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, every, every state is, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I can't think offhand exactly if it's, if it's the NRC in Iowa that manages captive facilities or if it's one of the, if it's your ag department or what. So that also has something to do with it. They, uh, captive deer may not even be regulated by the NRC there. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. So we've, we've basically, in this first 17 minutes of this podcast, we've talked about how this is not a this is not a bad thing to have this this house file two four five eight pass right. We we want it to so we can get um, more data. It sounds like about CWD in the state of Iowa. So now that you know we've kind of me and you have talked about that you know it's not a doom and gloom situation. What needs to be done? for us to get this bill passed in, um, I guess, the House of Representatives so we can start taking action on CWD in the state of Iowa? 
Yeah, so we actually just this morning, uh, I just read the text of the action alert that we're going to be sending out. Uh, though actually, we so you got an action alert already. There should be a link on there that you can go directly to our grassroots advocacy center and send letters to your legislators. Um, I also saw text for an article we'll have on our website about this issue as well. So you can also go to the National Deer Alliance website at nationaldeeralliance.com, and you can find uh, information on this legislation. So that's really it. It's just to tell other sportsmen, number one, hey, don't we don't want to – I don't doubt for a second that there will be some people that say, we can't support this bill because we don't want all our deer shot. That's not what this is doing. And right. wouldn't you want to have a disease managed in your state? Uh, if you want the disease managed in your state, you need to give your agency uh, the ability and some flexibility to do some things. Um, if you want to stick your head in the sand and just hope it goes away and say, oh, this is an all a made-up thing, which I sadly hear some people say, then, you know, you can continue to be misinformed and not do anything about it and just and, and oppose it. But we're certainly urging support for this bill. Okay. Lastly, or I got a couple more questions for you. If somebody wants to find out more information about cwd you know so you know they're not necessarily getting it from us they want to go out and do their research especially in in today of you know you have one group of people saying it's bad and another people uh you know we've talked about this before in other podcasts but cwd it's it's overrated it's overhyped and then we got guys like us saying listen this is serious we need to do some things about it right where could I send someone, maybe in neutral territory, where they can do their own research about CWD and find out straight-up facts about it? Yeah, and I wish that our new the new section of our site was launched. We're just putting a little fine, finishing touches on it because that would be a great spot. But um, in the meantime, though, there, there's no more neutral site than the CWD Alliance website, and that's just cwd-info.org because they don't. It's it's just the science there. There's no um, they put the news, here's what's happening in the CWD world, and then from there, it's just the science. You can see, learn everything you want, and probably a bunch you don't want to learn about the disease. And I would also say look for this video series uh, that we're going to be launching. I uh, ask you to push that out to your listeners as well Yeah. because uh, I think it's going, to, it's going to really get into the questions that most hunters have. And is that, where is that going to be launched at? So we'll be we'll be putting it out in a couple of ways. There are 14 different questions, so we're going to put those out a little bit of a t- at a time, and then we'll have one long format video that will have them all. So we'll announce them and put them out at, uh, on our website, on our social media, and you'll see press release on them as well. All right, cool. Lastly, Nick, um, I've been involved with the National Deer Alliance now for a very I'm not going to say a very long time, but for a while now. And I feel that you guys put out a lot of great information uh, and especially on these action alerts when it comes to a local level or a state level uh, type of action alert. If someone wants to become a member of the National Deer Alliance, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about how they can do that? And if, is there any fees or uh, dues paid for this to become a member? Yeah, thank you for that. So, no, it's absolutely free to join, So, which is kind of remarkable in this day and age, I know. Um, so you just go to nationaldeeralliance.com, and right on the front page, you'll see a big green button that says join. Uh, click that button, and you fill out a form. Uh, the most critical things there, your email address and your zip code. Uh, not so that we send you spam email all the time. That's not what we do. 
uh, but so that we can, if there's an alert that pops up, like because Dan, your zip code was in Iowa, you got the Iowa alert. Um, it's a pretty slick thing that we do there. And um, we also, we have our NDA on watch newsletter that comes out every Wednesday morning, which people seem to really like uh, as well. So yeah, it's free. Give it a shot and uh, hope people sign up. Well, Nick, man, I really appreciate you hopping on the episode today and chit-chatting about this this uh, CWD bill that's being introduced into Iowa, or file that's being introduced into Iowa, uh, and talking about that with us. Big thanks for doing what you're doing with the NDA, and uh, man, hopefully you don't get too bored or get any additional cabin fever with uh, having to quarantine yourself. Nah, yeah, same to you, and ironically, I've We've only gotten busier somehow. Yeah. I think everybody's home and working harder than usual. So, <laughs> uh, same to you and your listeners, and I appreciate the opportunity. If you are a serious sportsman, I really feel that this is something important that needs to be addressed. So, if you uh, would like to get some more information, do what he says. Go, go get some more information for yourself. Uh, you know, don't just trust me, or don't just trust uh, the other side. You know, do some research. Find out what this is all about. Uh, talk to your state and local representatives, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can get something put in place that really helps manage CWD so it doesn't get out of control. Uh, and uh, I think that the state of Iowa definitely has the capabilities of doing that. So. If you want to read some more uh, interesting content about this or find out more information about things that are going on in the deer woods, be sure to become a member of the National Deer Alliance, and you can do that at nationaldeeralliance.com. Lastly, don't forget to sign up for the magazine. Visit the Iowa Sportsman website or listen to this podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Hopefully everybody is having a great week, great month, great year, and we'll definitely talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.